Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you with another Homes Alone edition Zoom, Zoom. It's Thursday, January 30th, 2021. And my guests today are Matt Fernandez, Brian Simpson, and Greg Wyshynski. Woo! Yay! Hello, gentlemen. Let's meet everybody alphabetically and individually, starting with Uh, returning champ from Orlando, the Orlando show we did a few weeks ago. He won it. He's here, there, now. It's Matt Fernandez. Hello, Matt. Hey, Doug. How's it going? It's going good. Did I give you a nickname yet? No, but I'm dying to get one. I didn't know that was on the table. I'm thinking, how do you feel about polar bear? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm big and white. I get it. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. And, and we recently watched Roadhouse together and it has the classic uh, closing line where the guy says a polar bear fell on polar me. Bear fell on me. Yeah. That was a great time. I, forgot, yeah. I didn't even think of that either. Yeah. We just watched Roadhouse. That's true. So that's so polar bear is perfect for you. I'm and so uh, thanks for being here. You were going to, you know, return to the Miami show, but we got, uh, we got postponed in Miami. That show is now going to happen in uh, April. And, uh, you know, we'll discuss uh, whether or not Matt can be there when the, you when the time the comes. Just yeah, who me. knows? You know, you might you might blow up Shuei between now and then and, uh, you know, be on some sort of tour or something and not be able to uh, drop everything and go to Doral, Florida. That's also joining us, <laughs> also <laughs> joining us today is a first-time guest, a hilarious comedian. The stand-ups is available now on Netflix, and he is one of them. It's Brian Simpson. Hello, Brian. Hey, what's happening? Oh, you know, just making these podcasts from home still. You know are you, how tired it is. Of, are you, are you over it? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I like it. I like not, you know, just being able to do this from home, but, like, I think as a listening experience, it's less fun than the you know, the shows we normally do with, uh, with an audience. Cause this show from the beginning has been a, a, a live audience podcast. So when they hear episodes without all the laughter and stuff, it's, uh, you know, people, people are a little less into it, but I appreciate the people still listen. And I like that I can get, uh, guests together from wherever they happen to be. Like it's easier for people to just jump on their uh, device for an hour from, from wherever they are, but your Netflix 
the standups is uh, how many comics are in the in the batch this time? Uh, six. It's always six. Six. So they, it's six this is the third season of it, I guess, and six comics. And uh, all they need to know is that you're one of them. So it, it, the, all six are available now. So all you got to do is just go find uh, Brian Simpson's. Uh, what are they about an hour or half hour? They're half hours. Yeah. Half hours. That's awesome, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And how has your has your life changed in the day that it's been out? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to respond to everyone, but you know that's it's kind of impossible. Yeah, no, you get a lot of feedback. Yeah, but I've uh, I've responded uh, to about a thousand people so far. Oh man! Wow. Uh, <laughs> Bunch of bunch of nerds going. You're great, but that one premise, uh, I feel like. Uh... <laughs> oh no! You know what? No, no, no! I don't. Resp- I don't reply to any negative people. Like, if it's, like you know, if you don't like my comedy, that's you know, that's that's your prerogative. But like, I'm not gonna give you my energy. Yeah. No, you should be like an audience member at a show where the comedian doesn't really know your opinion they just you know they just heard right. everyone else laughing and moved on with yeah yeah you can laugh or not that's that's the option but the people that take take the time to say something positive like message me i try to message them back the people who message people on, uh, about their displeasure in comedy are like people that like at the show they'd just be sitting there with their arms crossed so you'd know they weren't into it but you also wouldn't have to talk to them about it if you didn't want to oh yeah <laughs> oh but 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 don't get mistaken like every now and then i wake up you know and i go you know what i got time today right yeah and it's like you, you think you want you think you want me to respond to you but you really don't <laughs> right yeah uh you woke the, the uh the sleeping giant yeah the trolls don't need the giant uh to wake up and and stomp on them yeah because I'm, uh, I'm petty i'm petty that way sometimes <laughs> oh yeah no it could get it could get pretty vicious i like these new messages that pop up on like uh the socials that say remember there's a human being on the other end of this oh, conversation right. like like what get it shut up I'll, I'll, I'll they're not human beings most of the time <laughs> right right <laughs> exactly it's like it's like yeah yeah uh, instagram how do you know that yeah how do you know instagram you how, know. Hu- well, how human they are they do know a lot unfortunately well, like oh, oh can you imagine somebody like Running up in, in 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 Instagram's headquarters with weaponry, but they have they all have signs on their chest to go. Remember, I'm a human being. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Don't forget that I'm a yeah, person. Keep that keep that same energy, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and we have another uh, returning champ on the show today. A lot of competition for you today, Brian. It's Greg Slapshot Wyshynski. Yay. You gave me uh, grief for uh, the good people at NPR Morning Edition not referring to me by my given Doug Loves Movies nickname when they had me on. Why wouldn't they do that? It's, uh, it seems like it's uh, it's ready to go. Well, it's wow, very that's... stuffy. It's NPR. It's very stuffy. You know, they don't have time for fun, fun-ass nicknames like Slapshot. Where, where, where's Slapshot come from? Well, I'm a hockey writer. Uh, yeah, okay. I write hockey for uh, ESPN. I wrote I wrote hockey for ESPN before we got all the games, and now I write more of it because we have all the, <laughs> the games. Um, yeah. So yeah, so no, but it, it's it's an honor to be. Can we do reverse alphabetical order at some point? Just because I feel like I'm back in elementary school. You <laughs> do always times. get. <laughs> 
I mean, not only are you in the W's, but the second letter is a Y. It is. It sucks. Yeah. It is so deep in the alphabet. I owed my sanity in elementary school to a girl named Holly Ziegler. She was the only one keeping me from being dead ass last on all those. Wow. Uh, Ziegler. Shout know, out Holly. Right? Yeah. Shout out, Holly. shout out. Shout out to the Z. And, and, and then people always just end up calling you ski for short. No, they went the other way. They went wish, actually, uh, which is uh, the other way you can go with that. That's one. a cool nickname. I never have cool nicknames. No, man, uh, wish, never? wish is pretty not bad. I think, never see, had, I think um, the coolest people don't have cool nicknames because it's you, it's hard to put a label on. It's it, I mean, I mean, but my names people, some people just go B. Right. Me, and then I have friends at some point, they started calling me simp without knowing that that was like uh-huh. an insult. <laughs> <laughs> so all, all my friends in the military, all my friends in the military call me big simp, even though they don't, cause they didn't know what it meant when they started saying it. <laughs> and then they realized that I hated it. So they just kept doing it. Yeah. Right. That's the trouble with some nicknames is that they when they realize that it's disliked by the person, uh, they uh, ramp it up and it, it really oh, yeah. sticks. It really and sticks. And even though I was un- to- sorry, Go ahead. No, so I was going to say my, my, my name was also unfortunately primed for like, you know, profane variations like as a hot takeist in sports. Yeah, with shit ski like. The first time I heard that was probably like third grade. And then like, you know, I I write something on the internet and somebody on Twitter comes at me with Wyshitsky. I'm like, come on, let's be a little bit more creative. (laughs) Yeah, man. And and even though I I moved a lot. And so, you know, you have to reinvent yourself when you go to new cities. But I refuse to cross the line and give myself a nickname. You know, (laughs) I I have so, so, so much disdain for people that do that. They're like, oh, yeah, everyone calls me Maverick. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's tough for people to push their own their own nickname. And I've, I've never, uh, never tried that myself. I've been generally against nicknames, but I'm trying to uh, trying to give people on the show uh, nicknames just as a, a silly thing to do. And seems like uh, Slappy really likes his so far. So, um, far. so far, Slappy, you've met the players. But before we begin the games, they each have to answer this one question. We'll start again. Sorry, Greg. Maybe this time it's good. <laughs> Let him go first. Come Maybe on. Maybe it's good you get No, go I should definitely go yeah, last year. Okay, we're going alphabetical. <laughs> could you please, Matt Fernandez, could you please recommend one movie? Oh, hmm. That's, that's a tough one. Uh, I just saw the new Spider-Man. I mean, I don't think that movie needs to be recommended. The whole world's going to see it. Uh, it was pretty good. Right. Though. But there might be some people sitting at home going, you know, everybody's loving it, but what's, what's the real deal with this movies? So Matt, you really think it's uh, worth the time and trouble? Yeah. Lol from wings is made out of dirt the whole time. It's a great time. <laughs> okay that's one that's one way to describe it <laughs> and and you're okay with uh you're okay with this series of movies these spider-man's going from uh homecoming to uh uh far from home to yeah, no thought, way home like home why is he really, getting yeah. further some, and further from home there's some <laughs> gaping plot holes in the new one but other than that it was pretty pretty fun if you okay. don't think about him too much all right I like I, Matt Fernandez always comes in hot with a recommendation that has uh, 
uh, you know, some explanations. Some, Last time uh, I recommended Antlers and people were like, fuck you, that movie sucks. So now I'm just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just recommend the most popular movie that's yeah. out there right now. And hopefully that'll, well, you won't exactly. get too much. You won't get yelled at too much. Okay, Brian Simpson, what do you think? Could you recommend a movie? Are there rules? Does it have to be a certain era or? No, it's just any movie. I, I, the idea is just to, you know, oh, let I would say, people uh, know about good movies. The uh, the Old Guard on Netflix. Oh, no, no, no. With, I guess I, no, everyone's seen that. Okay, what about uh, uh, Lucky, <laughs> number, Lucky Number 11? Lucky Number 11. Lucky Number 11 is a very interesting choice. Josh Hartnett, Bruce Willis, Lucy Liu, Sir Ben Kingsley, Morgan Freeman. It's star-studded. Yeah, I can barely write out the number, you know, the word seven without, you know, I always want to put that L in there. As that lucky number <laughs> seven is such a funny, uh, funny title to me. But that's a see now there. See that that's what I'm talking about. That's a movie that like is well liked, but like there's people that probably haven't gotten around to watching it. That uh, you know, now that Brian's brought it up, they might you know give it a go. That's a great movie. Yeah, awful marketing, though. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, it was kind of like, wasn't it a minute late on uh, pushing Bruce Willis as uh, being in, in it? Like he was just about to step into the uh, home video market. Oh, yeah. In, they in a big way. To be honest, they could have done without Bruce Willis. I feel that way about a lot of movies where Bruce Willis shows up and, <laughs> he, just shows up and he just smirks, you know, he just sits there like, I'm getting a check. And that's pretty much right. the whole, whole performance. But to uh, me, it's like, to me, it's like Bruce Willis is like the, he's like, uh, he's like Denzel, he's like the white Denzel Washington, where it's like, they just go, we need a, we need a, someone to play a man on the edge. <laughs> it's just a man that's just about to lose his shit. That's bring him in. Yeah, you know. but he seems like a relatively calm dude a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, yeah it's I don't uh, you know I don't get it. Like you know that was the thing about Bruce Willis. Like was he a fast talker or was he a, a you know strong silent type? He like kind of couldn't make up his mind. That's why Die Hard's his best movie because he didn't get too much in his head yet. At that point, he just he just played the part and did it yeah. perfectly. It still holds up to Die Hard. It's so damn good. It's yeah, just ridiculous. Oh, Do you know what I? You know what I watched recently that I was like, I can't believe this is still so good. Is the original Predator? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's one of it still awesome holds movies. up after all these years. It's such a good action movie. There's I so got much, time to bleed. There's so much. Uh, <laughs> there's so there. There just became so much Predator stuff that was terrible that it just like kind of ruined the whole Predator. You know. Oh yeah, like, like, like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i like about you know i just started watching boba fett and of course i watched mandalorian and i the thing i like about those shows is that they seem to be really trying to recreate like uh you know the very first the the, the vibe of the very first two star wars movies you know like with the jawas and the you know and the basically there's in the dirty desert all the time and uh, so I, I think I just automatically like those shows because they feel like this, the Star Wars that I still cling to, you know, that I still uh, uh, like. Mm. Greg, <laughs> you, you, I feel like oh you're going to recommend a Star Wars movie. No, I'm jump, jump through this phone and strangle you. 
I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just picturing <laughs> you standing outside of Rise of Skywalker with a sign that says "Not my Star Wars." I'm just fucking. But you know, that's the thing is, I don't, I still dislike this, this, the uh, prequels more than any other uh, aspect of it. But at this point, I do feel like every movie's really on its own, you know, which is why I think I like Rogue One because it is real, so standalone, and you know, and I think it's a decent movie, you know. The prequels versus sequels things interesting. Like I, I, I think the sequels contain my least favorite, probably the worst one they ever made, which was Rise of Skywalker. But it, they also had Last Jedi, which I think is better than any of the other of the prequels were. But yeah, I think it's a little, little bit more uneven in that in that part. But anyway, what's your? Uh, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to link up uh, a bunch of, of flicks that are out now into one recommendation. Okay. Oh, this sounds fun. All right. So you got. Keanu Reeves, who's in The Matrix Resurrections, right? Mm -hmm. You have John Favreau and dude who played the lizard from Spider-Man. And we just lost John Madden, who cameos as himself in this movie. It is the 2000 sports non-classic The Replacements uh, about the uh, football, the NFL strike and the replacement players that replaced the NFL players. And also known for being one of Gene Hackman's last roles, I think, too. So The Replacements is a pretty decent sports comedy. So I would recommend catching up with it if you haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, but I feel like uh, rec recommending the Matrix movie kind of. So the Matrix movie is interesting because they, they, they tried to make. Did you see it, by the way? Yeah, no, I, I did. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. So they tried to make three. They tried to make three different movies like they, they tried to make the movie where they, they uh, um, get a romance between uh, Neo and Trinity, which is the movie they really wanted to make. And then they tried to make the obligatory, here's what's happened since the last Matrix movie. But the majority of the movie is basically like, fuck you for wanting a fourth Matrix movie. We're going to make fun of you for it. It's basically what it was for like the first 45 minutes of the movie. It was a giant troll job against Warner Brothers and everybody that ever wanted a Matrix sequel, which I do appreciate, but I don't think it all added up to being a very watchable film overall well i see i just feel like I, I don't like you said they tried to make three different movies and they did and they didn't do a good job at either movie it was like right. some of the action was cool but but it was like and like just from the way it started where it was like they did everything but look at the camera and wink you know it was sort of this <laughs> yeah exactly sort of like we're hey we're matrixing over here you know it was, it was like they were too too aware of themselves it was kind of my, it was it was my same yeah. problem with the with the star wars thing right where it was like when they when they wrote the original star wars they were like hey we need a giant menacing villain when they approached the space and so they created the AT-ATs, right but mm. then in subsequent movies it's like well now we have to service the fans so now we have to put the AT-AT in the movie and make up a situation you know make up a reason why it's there and it's, why it's, it's there of, it, it's sort of what's happened with the matrix where it's like they're too aware that they're making the, a matrix movie and not just focused on telling a good story Did right and like, like what, the third ones i'm talking about resurrection no, I'm saying I don't think the second and third one. I think people were expecting too much of the fourth one because the second and third ones were both not very good either. Not very good. When, oh, they, when there's true. a line, there's a line in the new one where they actually said if they're talking about a Matrix video game, but they actually say like if we don't make this, somebody else will. And and they just put all their cards in the table, basically like we don't want to really be doing doing yeah. this, and we don't want to be here, but they're paying us. <laughs> so let's yeah. go. And and then they open themselves up to all these jokes about how the movies were better when the. Wachowski sisters were bro the Wachowski brothers. Yeah. 
you know and it's, it's just a cheap like joke so but what? everyone's gonna make it <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird it's just strange uh the uh the fact that it's on hbo max like i i feel like that's how i'm gonna end up watching it and i feel a little guilty because i think it'd be better on the big screen but i also think that i'll be able to overlook its shortcomings if i watch it in a more comfortable Man, you know i tried i tried Doug. i tried i love the matrix <laughs> i played i watched the animatrix which was good i played right? all the video games uh-huh some were good, some were not. And I just, I wanted to so bad, man. Mm. You, like, you know what it reminded me of is, you, you ever have a friend that's a piece of shit, but they're, <laughs> but they're, but they're, they're really good at, at staying away just long enough for you to forget? And then you, and then you see them again, you go, oh man, fuck, what? I, I don't know why I hated you so much. Get in here. And then the moment you're comfortable, they show their shitty selves again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like that. Like, I, like I've forgotten how the Matrix has let me down in the past. Right. And I was like, oh man, but they've had all these years, they're going to hit a home run with this one. They got Keanu Reeves back. Come on, let's get it. And I just, and I, and, and I still think if you like the Matrix that you should watch it. But... Yeah, you got to be a completist about it and see the whole thing. If, you know, like you say, if you liked any of it, then at least you, you know, you know, instead of just being like, oh, the Matrix used to be great. Now I just, you know, don't watch it anymore. It's like you kind of want to actually see it for yourself. But like that, those two parts, two and three, let me down in such a big way, especially three, because I thought that that was going to be, Oh, this is going to be what happens with a lot of trilogies where the second one just ends up sort of being like filler. And the third one gets back to, to business, you know? And then when the third one you know, on that first trilogy ended up being not great, uh, it kind of scarred me on matrix for life, you know? And I, only got a little excited about because I also think I just try to imagine I would almost rather they just make it could be with Keanu it could be with anybody uh, it could also be without Larry Fishburne but like go ahead and just make a a new movie like I heard their show that they had didn't they have a show on Netflix called uh, Sense8 or something like that yeah I yeah, heard that Sense8. was good I heard that was good like why, you know, why do they, I hate when people just have to keep going back to this. Well, like, well, you have to keep making matrix movies, you know, because you started it like now let somebody else take a crack at it and they should come up with something else. That's uh, you know, a brand new thing. So I think the thing was like perspective. Yeah. Brian, Brian mentioned the action. Like, and I think that was actually my biggest disappointment. Actually, I actually think the fourth matrix made the second matrix look better because the action in this fourth one, I think they just punted on it. Like at no point does Keanu Reeves actually pick up a gun in this movie. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's maybe moving things forward a little bit, but it's also a matrix movie. <laughs> There's certain expectations you have about a matrix movie. <laughs> yeah. I want to see some shit get shot up, you know, and it doesn't even have to be people like that bank scene in the very first matrix is just that whole bank gets shot to shit and hardly anybody dies. In <laughs> yeah, just walls, right? Yeah. Walls and columns. Yeah. Just yeah. walls and columns getting fucked up like like they would later be in uh, Christopher Nolan's Inception. All right. So uh, <laughs> a lot of these directors don't like walls. Um, thank you for your recommendations and the discussion in general. And we're going to go to our first commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to play some games. We'll be right back. 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We are back, and uh, um, I had gotten the news that uh, uh, SF Sketchfest that I've been talking about on this podcast because we were going to do Doug Lowe's movies there on January fifteenth. Uh, the The whole festival has been uh, postponed to a uncertain date and time because of uh, COVID concerns. So. But I had prepared a game where I was, you know, basically it was a wink to, uh, you know, promoting that I was going to be at Sketchfest. So I figured we might as well play it anyway uh, <laughs> and, uh, and just say that, you know, I'm sorry that Sketchfest isn't happening. I always look forward to it every year and we had to skip last year for the same reason. But, uh, you know, hopefully it'll happen uh, sometime down the road. But in the meantime, let's play a game called abcd's nuts uh <laughs> this is a game that's a spelling game and oh, wow. uh, uh i think matt's played it before and greg and i'll i'll explain it for you brian um you don't really have to be able to spell anything you just have to know movies and the letter that the title of the movie begins with so i will essentially take turns going to the three of you we'll start uh, you know, alphabetically, we'll start with Matt Fernandez. Uh, Matt, I'll give you a letter. In this case, it's going to be the first letter in the the phrase, the word Sketchfest. So it's, you know, an S. And then Matt will name any movie that begins with the letter S. But if his psychic powers are in effect and he matches the movie that I've already written down, then he automatically wins the game. And we go through each letter K would be the next letter for Brian, then E for Greg, Slappy, etc. until we've gone through all of the word Sketchfest. But there's also a theme that'll emerge that you might figure out and it might help you to match what I wrote down if you figure out what the theme is. It's a very complicated sounding game, but it's, it's pretty simple and um, anybody can win. Are you ready, Matt? I'm ready. All right. First letter of Sketchfest is S, so name any movie that begins with the letter S. There's no theme to speak of as of yet because this is the first one. Seven. Oh, seven is a great answer. I call it Slevin, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky number seven. <laughs> I can. I never get over uh, the the poster first. The movie Seven, the way they like. The seven. Yeah, we'll just put the a seven instead of a V, and no, no one will have a problem with that. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. Um, okay, so I wrote down the movie Superstar, uh, starring Molly Shannon, for reasons you might understand as we. As we move forward, the next letter is K, Brian. So name any movie that begins with K. K. Um, let me ask. Can I ask a question first? Sure. Are we counting the's? So if, it, if it's the K, is that or 
typically the, the, the for me in this game i like to say that the is is the letter t but since this is your first time i will happily accept a title that with uh, with at least is, at least the next word has to begin with a k after the the Okay, I'm going to say uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I said um, the movie that I wrote down is called Kentucky Fried Movie. Ah. Oh. Oh. Slappy, the next letter is E. Well, shit. Um yeah, right. Uh, every which way but loose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, the movie I wrote down does begin with every. So that's pretty exciting how close you got there. Uh, but the movie I wrote down is called Everything You've Always Wanted to Know About Sex But Were Afraid, afraid to, ask. to Ask. Right. So now we're back to T and sketch, and that letter goes to Matt. What do you got, polar bear? Huh. Can't figure it out. I'll just go uh, Top Gun. Always a great, great answer for the letter T. Um, I wrote down tunnel vision. Hmm. Yeah. Tunnel vision. There gets there's some weird ones in here. Uh, the next letter is C for Brian. C. Wow, I, I, that's a hard one. Um, I'm gonna say Candyman. <laughs> how many right. times? How many times are you gonna say it? <laughs> don't do it don't play with don't, those powers don't mess yeah. around with that <laughs> don't mess around man. i haven't seen the new one but i heard they upped it from you have to say it five times now i guess like it's sort of like uh those extra security checks on on all of our credit cards and stuff these days you know you got to say candy man five like, times because like, you, you got to really mean it you say it four times and then your mirror asks you if you're sure yeah <laughs> Yeah, are you sure you, you want to verify you're with not a this Candyman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but wow, again, you got the first three letters right because I had written down a movie called Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses? Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Great title. Hmm. <laughs> Great title about masturbating, I guess. Oh. Uh, Right, because you're supposed to like. If you jerk off too much, that's why you need glasses. Mm. Uh, Yeah, it was a weird theory. Um, I think it was mostly just to punish, you know, smart nerdy people. Yeah, it's a real scare tactic, real reefer madness level scare tactic Mm -hmm. about masturbation. Yeah. Uh, Your turn, Greg. It's an H. Jeez. Uh, Hall pass. (laughs) <laughs> that is a movie that begins with H. I it certainly picked, is. I picked History of the World Part One. Shit. Nobody's ever. Nobody's gonna match me on any of these because it gets it gets too weird. But uh, oh, random, yeah. It's it's still fun though. F is the next letter for Matt. Uh, Fargo. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I couldn't think of a movie that begins with F that fits the, the theme. So I just wrote down Flarp. <laughs> so, so you were definitely not going to get that one. Fargo was a great guest. Though. Same, same number of letters. Flarp. Three of the letters are the same, but I said Flarp. Hey, before uh, you give me before you give me mine, can you give me the rest of the previous movies? Oh, okay. Uh, Whoa. We, got Sup- we got Superstar, Kentucky Fried Movie, Everything You Always Want to Know About Sex, Tunnel Vision, Can I Do It Till I Need Glasses, History of the World Part 1, Flarp is a made-up movie, and then E is the next letter for Brian. Oh, oh shit. That didn't help at all. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to say... Uh, yeah, was it into the world? Oh, I like that. Uh, but no, hmm. I went with extreme movie. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, this is uh, this is a great opportunity for you to uh, swoop in with the uh, S. Have you figured? Do you think you know the? what the uh, theme is. Oh, no, I definitely know what the theme is. I just don't know what would be. Oh, shit. Yes, I do. Scary movie. Oh, no. Ah. Scary movie. (laughs) Shit. I I wrote down, Stuart saves his family. Now, okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's two different different themes I thought it could be, and now I know it's not the one I thought it was, but it could definitely be the other one. All right. Well, was this is the last one, and you know, uh, there doesn't have to be a winner to this game. But Matt Fernandez, first of all, do you think you know what the theme is? I have no idea. <laughs> all right, I'm just going to tell you then because it's still not going to help you enough. Great. Uh, the theme. The theme is movies that uh, are a series of sketches or are based on a sketch. Oh, based on a sketch. Yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, the ladies' man. The ladies' man is an excellent <laughs> guest for that category, featuring the great Tim Meadows and Julianne Moore dressed up like a clown that likes to fuck. But uh, <laughs> I wrote down a sketch movie from the same people that uh, you know, the gang behind the state and uh, Wet Hot American Summer, and lots of great movies. It was called The Ten. Mm. And, um, and Paul Rudd was in it too. But anyway, um, that was a, that was a, that was a tough one, but everybody, <laughs> uh, everybody gets, uh, you know, gold stars for, uh, for all of your attempts. Um, I thought everybody did terrific under the circumstances, but we're going to go back to, in this next game, it's going to be back to, uh, alphabetical order since, uh, the winner would normally get to go first in the next game. Since we didn't have a winner, we'll go back to the, uh, the same order and we'll do that right after this break we'll be right back we are back and this is a tight matchup because no one's <laughs> won anything yet <laughs> but we're having fun that's the, uh, the wire that's the important thing so we're having a nice time and uh matt fernandez you get to go first in this next game that i think you three guys are going to love this game. I try not to, you know, do too much prepping of games for specific guests. Uh, 
but I think this one is going to be in everybody's wheelhouse. The game is called Princess Diarrhea. <laughs> All right. Because that's what I call the Princess Diary movies, and I don't know shit about them. So this game is to determine which one of the three of you knows the most, which who knows the most shit about Princess Diary movies. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to win anything at this rate. It's going to be so exciting. No, but here's the great thing is that each of these questions has three potential answers. The answer is either Princess Diaries or Princess Diaries 2, the Royal Engagement, Mm -hmm. or both. So I'm going to tell you a fact that either applies to the first princess diaries, the second princess diaries or both first person gets to guess if they get it wrong. Second person gets to guess if they get it wrong. Third person gets a gimme and it happens uh, in games like this. You could score a point just by remembering which of the three answers hasn't been said yet. We'll start with Matt Fernandez. What do you, just off the top of your head, do you have any thoughts about Princess Diaries? Um, I, I think Anne Hathaway was in it. <laughs> very good. Very that's good. all I got. <laughs> very good. That's, you know, that's, that's all most men have, I think. <laughs> and, and even lots of women. I, these movies were, I guess they were popular with like teenage girls uh, at the time. It would be really weird if I knew a lot about it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's part of the fun. But I thought, you know, when I was preparing this, I thought, oh, it'd be fun if there was an episode where there's a woman or two on the panel and they mm. would be more familiar with these movies. Uh, and there isn't. So we'll see how, how you guys do. Matt Fernandez gets first crack at this one. Princess Diaries 1, 2, or both. The fact is it has Hector Elizondo in it. Oh, boy. The great character actor, Hector Elizondo. Still alive. Still working. I'll go uh, both. You're saying that you think Hector Elizondo, who appeared in every single movie directed by the late, great uh, Gary Marshall, (laughs) you think that he was in both Princess Diaries and Princess Diaries 2, The Royal Engagement. Sure, let's go for it. That is correct. Really? <laughs> yes. That is correct. <laughs> you wow. Nailed it. Sweet. Yeah. Great job. You're on the board. You have one point. It's a race to two points. This next one, we start with Brian. Are you ready, Brian? What do you what do you know about uh, Princess Diaries? Nothing, mostly. <laughs> so it's going to be all instinct. You're going to have to go with your gut on this. Uh, Princess Diaries one, two, or both has Sandra O oh in it. Two. Sandra O. Oh. Brian Simpson. 
Starts taking a swing, saying Princess Diaries 2, the royal engagement. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> well. <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> All right, so that means we go. We go to Greg. And uh, what do you think it is, Greg? Do you think of the remaining answers, which one would you pick? So the remaining answers of the first one are both of them. Hey, if you say so, I'm not keeping track of that shit. I'll go the first one. She's in the first one. You're saying Sandra O is in Princess Diaries number one. Sideways is own, Sandra O. Yes. I love that movie, Sideways. Me too. An eminently rewatchable movie. It's so good. Uh, And unfortunately, also so relatable. <laughs> like yes. we were talking earlier about the having a friend that's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we were also talking about uh, the Sandman from uh, Spider Man. And what's his name on wings, Matt? Lowell. Lowell. <laughs> Lowell, on, Lowell on wings. Uh, why can't I think of his real name now? It's three names Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, that's okay, it. There you go. Also, uh, Giamatti played the uh, Rhino in the second Andrew Garfield Spider-Man too. So, two Spider villains. Oh my goodness! The Rhino. Remember that? Using a a giant mech suit for like two minutes in that movie. Terrible Russian voice. (laughs) He (laughs) certainly did. (laughs) They did did not ask the Rhino to be in this latest. (laughs) (laughs) No. Somebody should draw a cartoon, you know, draw a picture of a guy in a rhino suit sitting by his mailbox looking sad, like waiting for the call. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how you find out you're in the new Spider-Man is like through a uh, snail mail. Okay. Uh, so um, Greg guessed what? Uh, the first one. Oh, you're saying Princess Diaries 1 has Sandra Oh in it. That is correct. You did it. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> this is so exciting. Uh, this, you know, this is a really, uh, you know, we're getting there faster than I wanted to, but this is an exciting finish and we'll have, uh, we'll have lots of time for, uh, to plug all of our projects and stuff at the end. Um, if Matt gets this one right, he wins the game. But if he misses, Brian has a chance to make this a three-way, three-way tie in the classic new game, Princess Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt? What? <laughs> the fuck you want it has uh, it has Chris Pine in it Oh, Princess Diaries 1, Princess Diaries 2 or both I'll say the first one you're going Princess Diaries 1 has uh, Chris Pine Captain T- Tiberius T. Kirk James Tiberius. James Tiberius. Tiberius J. D. Kirk. That edible I had before the show is really kicking in. Um, you're saying Chris Pine 
is in Princess Diaries one. Sure, let's do it. All I'll right, go for it. I always love, I always love your uh, your attitude. Yes, before you even ask the question, because you, <laughs> you have a go for it attitude, and I love it. But unfortunately, that answer is incorrect. Don't. Oh yeah. darn. <laughs> yeah, Chris Pine is not. The answer is not part one. It could be both, or it could be part two. Brian, which do you think it is? And I'm sorry, Greg, I didn't recap for you earlier, but then I did for Brian's. So that's <laughs> it's fine. That's it's quite unfair. Right. Quite, quite, right. quite all right. Here we are. Quite all right. Here we are. I'm going to say both. <laughs> You're going to go both. Yep. It's an interesting choice, Brian. I really appreciate you coming on the show, giving it your all. But unfortunately, both is incorrect. I know, right? This is such a sad ending. Because now, Greg, it's like, in your world, Greg, it's like the goalie had something (laughs) to go, he had something to go do. (laughs) And everyone else is just fighting. It's like in a a movie scene in a hockey movie where everyone's too busy fighting to notice Mm. you just racing, just sliding the puck right towards the the goal and uh, w- winning the, the big game with just one point, the one point you needed. Uh, but go ahead and say it to make it official. Chris Pine is in it. I'm a little distracted by how easily you just did my job. Um, I think there's no reason I should continue on as a hockey writer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Princess Diaries to Royal Engagement. Would be my my final answer. That is correct. Oh my god! That is the answer. You are the winner. We will have you back on a uh, another show soon. Uh, I'm sorry, Matt Fernandez. Your time as a dangling champ has come to an end. That was the last for, game for now. <laughs> for now. That's what you closed with. Well, you know, we play three games when we uh, All right, yeah. when we have an audience and it's, you know, it's a longer show, but this is a, this is a tighter version. And, and then today is super tight because, uh, you know, this went, uh, you know, quicker than I expected it to go. I thought you'd all have an equal amount of knowledge about Princess Diaries, which, which of course would be no knowledge at all. I thought you'd be equally uh, unknowledgeable. The fourth and tie-breaking question was going to be, uh, Raven Simone is in it. Hmm. Yeah, what would you guess on that one? Both. Two. I'd say both, probably. So Brian's the only one that said two? Mm. It's too little, too late, Brian, but you got one right. Damn. Yes! Wow. <laughs> I'm unstoppable at this. <laughs> That is that is so Raven, what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, was, she and Chris Pine were uh, farting around in part two, weren't even in the first one. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. And then I guess they might have made some uh, moves to, like, made one without Anne Hathaway or something and without Gary Marshall, but I don't, I don't know how the uh, 
I don't even know how many books the Princess Diary movies were even based on in the first place. Um, this has been a real education, gentlemen. I appreciate you uh, <laughs> you joining me and learning more about Princess Diary movies. And uh, like I said, we'll have you back soon, Greg. But let's go ahead and do your plugs. What would you like to plug? Yeah, you can read my stuff on ESPN.com. You can watch me on Daily Wager on ESPN2, which is our uh, gambling show. I come on and do hockey bet stuff. And uh, go to Patreon.com slash PuckSoup for <clears throat> pop culture writing and for the other podcasts I do, including uh, Misampod, which is our food TV podcast. We just did an hour on the uh, Food Network standard Beat Bobby Flay in all of its glory. So that's uh, patreon.com slash puck soup. And what'd you think about that recent thing where Bobby Flay was like, well, I'm leaving the food network and everyone looks at each other like, well, isn't, isn't, isn't Bobby Flay the food network? Aren't they like synonymous with each other? And so then- what's interesting about that is that they, you could, t- it's all on like discovery plus, which is like, you know, where the food network puts all its shit. That's not on the food network. They, I think they tried to develop several different shows that are like the Bobby Flay shows in, in, in case he left, right. uh, but then he, he stuck around. So there's a lot of shows that are like beat Alex Gornishelli throw down <laughs> with this bald guy. Like there's a whole bunch of shows they developed in case he left, but then he stuck around. So they'd have to dump him on their like streaming service now. Yeah. Well, I was just thought it was interesting that he that they basically, you know, he announced that he was leaving, but it was just a ploy to get more money out of them. Yeah. And they could have just done all that behind the scenes. We didn't need to drag us into it. But because uh, I was like, where the fuck does he think he's going to yeah. go? Well, that's just it. I mean, as we cover on, on Mise and Pod, he's a pulsating asshole. Uh, so uh, it's not exactly something too out of character for Bobby Flay. It's hard right now. Podcasting. Sorry about that. My uh, my landline just rang and uh, I picked up the phone and got to say the thing I, I love to say is uh, I can't talk right now. I'm podcasting and then just hanging <laughs> up. Um, anyway, so, well, thank you for clearing that up, uh, uh, Greg. I have, I have a friend whose dog is named Bobby Flay and it's an adorable dog, but oh. you know, there, there is that issue of the real Bobby Flay being not so great. Um <laughs> Matt Fernandez. Yo. What do you got to plug, buddy? Oh, January 6th through the 9th, I'll be at Carolina Comedy Club in Myrtle Beach. Uh, You can watch my hour special on Amazon, and you can follow me on Twitter at Fat Fernandez and Instagram at I am Matt Fernandez. That is all. (laughs) <laughs> that is it. Well, pleasure, yeah. pleasure to have you. Pleasure to have you as usual. I, I will certainly uh, be reaching out again soon, either when I'm in Florida or you're in LA or you know any yeah. any of those things could happen. And uh, yeah, and um, and Thanks first time Princess Diaries. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, we we learned a lot together, and uh, and also. Uh, awesome first time uh, guest on the show i i you know i brian i first like you know woke up and uh, paid attention to you when we would did that uh that asphalt comedy show in la uh, outdoor comedy uh you were so funny that night and i looked you up on twitter and saw that you were following me and, and then you know now here we are so uh uh keep up the good work and i can't wait to see uh the stand-ups thank you on, thank you on, on Netflix. Netflix. 
Yes. Anything else? Any uh, live dates you want to talk about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in, uh, it's all next year. I'm, um, I'm going to be in the Netflix Fest in April here in L.A. And oh, yeah. I'm going to be in West Nyack in January 13th through the 16th. And beautiful, beautiful mall they got there. Yeah, and I'm going to be in Madison, Wisconsin, February 24th through the 26th. Love that town. Love that club. Uh, yeah. com- comedy on state. Yeah, comedy on state. Yeah. But you yeah. can just go, if you, if you go to my Instagram, it's in my link tree, all my dates. Awesome. Yes, Thank you. Thank you, Brian Simpson. And you, uh, uh, before we go, uh, let's talk for a second about. Does anybody have at the end of every episode lately, I've been just saying uh, the last line from from a movie, which are often just, you know, just boring lines that aren't that uh, particularly interesting. But sometimes, you know, they're just there's some classic ones. But does anybody have of the three of you? Do you have any uh, favorite last movie lines? A polar bear polar bear fell on me. Right, I know. I, I, did, great one. I did that one already, of course. Oh, okay. That's, that's such a good one, but yeah. Um, oh, like it's uh, like it's got to be the last line of the movie. Yeah, which gets tricky now because of all these bonus scenes that keep, they keep putting in the end credits and at the end of the movie. So then, what truly is the last line of the movie? Um, but I like to think like the last line before the you know, before the credits initially begin to roll, because that's traditionally where most movies end. Um, you don't have to think of one. It's just it, it, uh, most people don't have one. It's not really something oh, I, no, I, I know people which think one. about. I know. You, which one, you know, the last line it matters because that's the point where, you know, how when you when you see a good movie in the theater, how there's that collective satisfaction, like you had a good meal or something. <laughs> yeah. And the last line counts. And I, and the last time I had that great feeling, I, it was the truth is I'm Iron Man. Boom. Credits. Boom. Right. Credits. Absolutely. Yes. 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 That is a good one. Uh, Greg, do you have one? If I asked you this before, Greg, you have, and I, I, uh, I referenced uh, sky captain of the world of tomorrow. And I can't think of a, a good last line uh, at this moment. Well, I came up with one that, or, you know, found one that I think is, you know, a good one, especially for this time of year. We're closing out the uh, holiday uh, season. And that this is a movie that, uh, that uh, people, you know, uh, watch a lot this time of year. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with today. Thank you again. Ooh, to, wait, wait, wait. Can I change whoa. my <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i'd love to hear another one it's you know you know it's not really changing it it's just because uh... i like this movie more than the last movie i'm gonna say the greatest trick the devil ever pulled oh hell yeah was convincing the world he didn't exist right usual suspects yeah that's uh that's another one that i probably uh probably done already because it really is a, a classic ending line that wraps everything up pretty nicely. They're, they're hard to come by. And like a lot of times the ending line is like, 
okay, I'll see you at seven or what, you know, or I'll see you at 11. You know, it's always something, <laughs> something kind right. of, uh, you know, just mundane. And, uh, and this one's not, not the greatest uh, ending line, but I, that's how I'm going to close the show today. Anyway, one more time, I'll say thank you to Brian Simpson, Matt Fernandez, and Greg Wyshynski, who will be back very soon. And as always, Kevin, what did you do to my room? Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug